True Reviews and Interviews. Welcome back. I'm your host, True Justice. This is episode 137, I believe. And we're going to be talking about some fights. Uh, we had uh, UFC Vegas 55 on ESPN+. Plus. We had Benavidez versus Lemieux on Showtime. We had an ESPN boxing card. We had DAZN, which I missed. We had uh, Mayweather and his exhibition bout. Anderson Silva and his exhibition bout. So we had quite a bit of fights. So we'll get it going. I'll uh, start it off with the UFC card. Fight night in Vegas. Um, it was free. And it certainly should have been. I, it wasn't the most exciting card. But there were some, there were some good ones. Uh, I'll just I'll kind of breeze through some of the prelims. We had Reed and Hughes, and Hughes ended up getting the the win on that one. Uh, the following fight on the early prelims was a little bit more more fun. Chase Hooper um, dominated that fight and absolutely demolished Kolaris. And he is he's fun to watch because he he looks like a dweeb. He does not look like a guy that's going to kick your ass. And that's the best part of the fight game is it does not matter what you look like. It is all about the skills that you got. So uh, that was fun. The next fight, uh, Martinez and Morales, I actually missed most of it. It was a sleeper for me, boring, and I took my bathroom break and missed the whole thing. So I'm not sure who won that one. Um, and then Morales versus Medic, that was a good one. Medic had a, got the finish on that one, some incredible shots, just worked Morales and got the win on that one. And then uh, Almeida, this is when the cards started picking up a little bit more. Almeida versus Porter, and Almeida just completely demolished Porter, just first-round submission, just owned his ass. I think they said it was Almeida's debut at heavyweight, came in, coming up from light heavyweight, so I'm excited to see what he can do with the big boys. And then uh, Holmes versus uh, Amidovsky. Uh, Holmes ended up getting the first-round submission. Um, we had a decent back-and-forth between Anders and Park. Uh, once they are done hitting each other in the nuts, <laughs> not impressed with uh, Anders' takedown attempts. Uh, 24 of them, I think they counted. And I didn't actually see him complete one. He could have, I just didn't actually notice. So Park ended up getting the decision on that one. And then we had Viana versus Ricci. Um, Ricci got the unanimous decision on that. And that's how I saw it. Takedown after takedown and top control throughout. And Viana just kind of chilled comfortably on her back in the end, which didn't even feel like she wanted to try and win anymore. So that was a really whack-ass way to end the fight. And then uh, Injukani... Injukwani, I think it's Injukwani. Uh, he had a vicious elbow for a KO victory, absolutely vicious, and that that stole the show for me for sure. Uh, we had uh, Pons Nubio versus Pajeda. That was a nice little war. And I wish it would have been five rounds because um, Pons Nubio was uh, closing in on him at the end, but their energy was like so gone. It was just a dogfight, and I love when they square up in the middle and just swing. One of my favorite favorite guys of fights. So, uh, Pajeda, you know, pulled out the split decision, but whoever gave him all three rounds should be fired. Uh, in my opinion, Ponzinibbio won that third round clearly. And then the main event, Holly Holm versus Vieira. Um, not the most exciting, but I thought Holm was going to sleep in the round two. Like, it looked like she was, she was in panic. She grabbed the fence a couple of times out of desperation. She snuck out of it. And that was the most exciting part of that fight. And neither could really establish their game plan. Vieira pulled off the split decision victory, which caused some controversy. I didn't see it that way. I thought I thought home won, but that's why you don't leave it to the judges. And then we'll move on to the Showtime card. This is the one I was really anxious for for the for the fights on 
the 21st. I don't think I announced the recap in the May 21st fight. So David Benavidez versus David Lemieux. That was the main event. So let's go through the undercard first. We had Nunez versus Fierro. And these fools was throwing hands. Um, some accidental head clashes and a lot of misses that seemed to be frustrating them. But it was an exciting fight. Ref was way too involved. And the fighters... Uh, or sorry i'm sorry i'm re remembering some of the uh the live tweets i was reading about the ref as i was watching too because uh yeah he was way too involved but um told the fighters the fight wasn't over when the last bell rang <laughs> and that was you know it was interesting because the fight was over so i was very confused as i'm sure they were a little bit it was a 10 rounder and when uh, the bell rang and they like went to go hug each other he looked at him he's like fight's not over <laughs> it's like oh dumbass uh so you had unanimous decision for luis nunez and i think he earned it uh fiero just kind of let it slip away he couldn't couldn't establish the the throws he was trying but nunez was a little bit more on point and we had gomez versus coda which was uh this was an interesting one gomez he was just uh so i think i heard that he had not been past three rounds before so they were excited to see how he would do because Cota was uh, a little bit more established. This was only Gomez's like fifth fight or something like that. Um, and yeah, so wild ass punches with bad intentions from Gomez. A lot of misses, but when he landed, he lands. And round three was absolutely insane. The ro the ropes kept uh, Cota Cota up, and Gomez threw him on the ground, which was. It kind of made me hate Gomez for a minute. I just hate when they lose control of themselves like that. And the ref caught a hook to the chest or the chin at the end of the round, which was um, pretty, pretty fucking hilarious because uh, the following round when it was ending, you can hear him go, uh, stop at the bell, stop at the bell. And you just know he doesn't want to get caught again. Uh, but the uh, end of round eight, the ref warned Coda he'll, he's going to stop it if he doesn't see anything. And, you know, it ended up going all ten rounds, which, you know, I think that I think it was fair. Coda seemed like he was taking some punishment, but he didn't seem to be in too much danger from what I was look. I'm not right there, but at the same time, finished the fight. Gomez got the win, but I think it was nice because if Gomez is that fresh, he needs to see what it feels like to go the distance. And I think Coda gave him a nice little run for his money. And then our main event: Benavidez versus Lemieux. And holy shit! Benavidez rocked Lemieux in round one and used his face as a punching bag. Um, he ended up surviving the round. And round two, he continues to throw, but it's getting punished. Ref stops it in round three, which is tough because Lemieux was throwing, but he was he was getting hurt so much. His face looked demolished already. and Just a brutal beatdown by Benavidez, and he moves to 26-0 with 23 KOs. He uh, takes the interim super middleweight WBC title and makes him first in line to face Canelo. And uh, so the press conference after they were talking about how they don't want to hear any more about Canelo because it's never going to happen. And, you know, that could be a tactic, get the interest going or get Canelo to respond. But realistically, I don't see it being next. I'd, I'd love for it to be. Uh, but, you know, Caleb Plant may just be the match to make. Uh, we'll see how focused Canelo is on the, you know, his, his fights coming up. And I actually heard more today. I'll get into that in a little bit. But. Uh, let's see that that wrapped up the Showtime card. Definitely worth checking out. You know, they uh, Benavidez said that Mike Tyson gave him the name the Mexican Monster, and he's rocking it and he's he's wearing it pretty good. There's a, there's a lot of debate online and boxing Twitter right now. Um, people, you know, calling Benavidez a uh, hype train still, Lemuse over the hill. Um, I don't know. I don't see it that way. I don't think Benavidez is 
the you know greatest super middleweight ever by any means and Lemieux isn't in his prime I'll give you that but I I don't even think Triple G damaged Lemieux that badly like this was this was a quick brutal beatdown it didn't even look like Benavides really broke a sweat or even really started in on his game plan he just took him out brutally so I want to see what's next for him I'm excited I really want to see Benavides versus Charlo but I wouldn't mind seeing Caleb Plant's face look just like Lemieux did after that either. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Anderson Silva, <laughs> he looked great in his exhibition match. Um, I don't know if this was still on uh, the fight channel or what it was on. I'm not sure what they aired that on. Um, but I caught the, the replay of some of it. and uh, Using only two of his eight legs to get the job done. Sorry, corny-ass joke, but he's a spider. Now, uh, brought... Of course, more Jake Paul discussion. And I saw that flood in the internet. And we'll see. I know Jake Paul's got a date set in August and no opponent selected yet, which irritates the hell out of me because it really takes away from the prep that fighters should have for each other. I mean, that shit's coming up in a couple months, and he's just he just gets to pick somebody he wants to fight and whether they're ready. I don't know. I don't like the fuck. I just want him to have an opponent established, ready to go. We'll see. And I heard Mayweather won his exhibition, but really not as interesting to me as, you know, he's not pushing towards a major fight for anyone, you know. Looked like a fun time. I did catch the replay on some of that. He he carried around the, the round cards next to the ring girl for a while. That was funny. And I saw him responding to some commentating while he was fighting, which was pretty awesome, too. Um, and he just d demolished his opponent. I can't remember his name. Rob Moore or something like that. John Moore. I don't know. And that's why it's not very exciting because it's just an exhibition. He's having fun making some money. So uh, I caught the main event of the ESPN card the next day. I was actually at my grandparents' house doing some yard work. And when I went in, my grandfather was catching up on the card. So I um, sat down and I got to catch that. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Beck, Ali McNooley. Sorry, I'm going to fuck that name up. But he whooped on Danny Dignum for the vacant WBO title. Uh, I didn't catch the weight class, though. I want to say it was around 160 or 168. Um, no, it couldn't be. I think Canelo has the WBO at 168. So maybe it was 160. I'm not sure. But they brought up Triple G to him as he's apparently taking some issues with Golovkin claiming he fights Mexican style. I thought that was interesting because whenever Triple G says that, you know, as Mexican-American, I always take it as a compliment. Um, but I didn't even think about, you know, from somebody from his own country, you know, because he's claiming they have their own style. And they kept asking if he'd be willing to fight him or interested, and they ended up asking him a second time a little bit more clearly. And, um, you know, he explained it's considered kind of disrespectful in their country to call out names. And I thought that was interesting. Well, the, the guy who asked him the question in the ring, he was like, oh, yeah, we, we don't uh, – we're, we're all disrespectful or something about their in this country or something like that, which is so true. But uh, I thought it was interesting because over the years I've seen Triple G be in a lot of interviews, and now he'll he'll talk about Canelo now. But I think it's more about when he gets asked. But I always remember Triple G not saying people's names. He just always said he wants all the belts, and I was like, oh, so maybe that's why he wasn't big on calling people. He just said he wanted all the belts, and that was his way of saying who he wanted to fight. But I love that, you know. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for what's next for uh, Ali McNooley. God, I'm it's. It's a tough name, <laughs> but um, he looked great. And let's see, next week we got uh, Gervonta Davis versus Romero on Showtime pay-per-view, and I'm stoked. Um, 
I wouldn't place any money on this going the distance. That's for sure. You know, both these guys are going for the KO. Lots of drama. I have not caught the all access on Showtime. Hopefully I'll get to check up on that this week. But I already know about the fighters and I'm very excited. Uh, we got uh, some. We I saw a promo on the ESPN card for Haney and Combosis, which I'm still excited for about this June in Australia. I believe they had said Haney's dad can't get his visa cleared to um, go to Australia for the the fight due to a criminal record from like the early '90s, which sucks. But I'm looking forward to that fight. Um, like I said, I missed the DAZN card entirely. Most of the ESPN one I missed. Um, I saw some Twitter folks going off because uh, Jamal Herring was on the ESPN card and um, he lost and uh, Chris Primetime Colbert, I think that's his name, uh, he had sent a tweet out telling Jamal Herring to stick to his military service instead of boxing and Twitter did not take well to that so they've been going off on Chris Colbert. Um, But he he lost to Ortiz that night and he ended up uh, announcing his retirement shortly after. So we'll see how that goes. Wishing uh, Jamel Herring all the best because he's a stand-up fighter, stand-up guy. Uh, and uh, today, like I mentioned, I'll bring this up. Today I saw that sources say that Canelo has um, decided to go with the Triple G trilogy in September and not the Beevil rematch. So apparently he had 30 days to decide, and it sounds like the trilogy is what um, the people are getting. So I'm very excited about that. I was very nervous for him to take on Beevil again. Just, um, I don't know. I could understand his desire, his pride, but I'm glad he's taking this route because that was a that was a big jump of difference. And even if Bevel came down to 168, it'd be a little more exciting to me. I don't want him to stay at light heavy right now, but he wants to achieve greatness, and for that, you got to take risks, take chances. So, but Triple G trilogy, very excited for that. I still want to see Canelo and Carlo or Charlo. I still want to see Canelo and Benavidez. I still want to see these things. And uh, I don't want him to get too focused outside of that until he just fucking shuts all these guys up. So uh, those are the fights. I don't I don't even know what the UFC card is uh, next week. I didn't look into that one. Uh, but like I said, Romero and Davis, I'm pretty pumped for that. Showtime pay-per-view. Uh, true reviews and interviews. We will be back.